In this episode, the island's spending millions to draw tourists back. The country Thailand is banking on resurrecting their travel industry and the writers working to survive the pandemic by thinking outside the box. Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you. Those stories are coming up in this episode as we continue to broadcast from home in lockdown in Australia. But some positive news to kick off headlines, Phil. Yes, let's start down under. Uh, During this time of uncertainty, Australians and Kiwis, that's New Zealanders, have chosen Air New Zealand as their most trusted, respected and admired company. Prior to COVID-19 at peak times, Air New Zealand operated around 370 flights a week across the Tasman. And at the time of recording, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the virus, virus was eliminated in the country. But lockdown measures will remain in place when it comes to social distancing. Some non-essential businesses, healthcare and education activity are about to resume. I just want picnics and camping. That's seriously all I want. I can't tell you how much not being able to go to the beach does my head in, but there you go. Italy has outlined plans to ease restrictions as it's uh, records its lowest daily death toll since mid-March. Still in Italy, the island of Sicily. Do you know this is where I was supposed to be going? Well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah you I'm, should I'm be there in the next couple of months. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sicily is offering to pay for half of your plane ticket as well as a night at a hotel and your attraction entry fees, all in the name of getting tourists back there. The government will use 50 million euros to fund the scheme. Hey, look, Thailand Tourism is looking to China to help rebuild the industry when borders open. A China-Thailand travel sentiment survey of 1,000 respondents found 71% said they would like to travel to Thailand when restrictions are lifted. Now, Katie is a travel writer and, like others, has taken a hit thanks to the virus. Now, she's written for For Doors Travel, Travel Awaits, and numerous other publications, and Phil, she was just about to have her very first article published by Lonely Planet. And as we know, the iconic publication reduced its publishing operations for the foreseeable future. So that was something that was ripped from under her as a result of the pandemic. Um, I mean, it's very indicative of everything happening in the industry and obviously bummed. Um, My first two pieces for Lonely Planet have been submitted and not yet published. Personally, it makes me a little nervous, like when will they see the light of day? And uh, professionally, it, it makes me, you know, just sad because we're all kind of struggling together here. And it's understandable the travel shut down. That's what's safe and what needs to happen. But that doesn't mean it makes it harder for any of our bottom lines, including huge publishers like them. Yeah, exactly. So what were your two stories about? You can share them with us. <laughs> um, one was about Franklin, Tennessee, which was my first press trip of the year in January. Um, and it's this really lovely little city about half an hour south of Nashville. And it gets overshadowed quite a bit because, you know, Fast Track Capital, Nashville, Music City, you know, sees so many visitors, but it's like this, this lovely historic little city just south. Um, so the first one was about that. And my second one, I think is about, I turned it in a while ago, so forgive me. I believe it was about Prince Murals in Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we've chatted a lot on the this series of podcasts about when travel gets back to normal, domestic travel is probably going to be first that will be up and running. And in the US, there is so much to see. So you guys are pretty lucky. Yeah, we, you know, we have obviously 50 states and a lot of stuff to see. And 
I think that what's really going to come out of all of this crisis will be people in the U.S. really exploring their own backyard instead of getting, I mean, international trips are lovely. They're some of my favorites, but there is so much to see in our huge varied nation. And, you know, every state is kind of like its own little country and even states right next to each other are totally different. So. So what sort of things do you think content creators will be writing about? Do you still think there's room for us to chat about Scotland, for instance, even though we're probably looking at traveling in our own backyard? I think that it just depends. A lot of people are using the term armchair travel lately, you know, ways to see the world from your own home. And that includes, you know, even Visit Australia made Zoom backgrounds to, to use for calls and museums doing virtual tours and you know, all these ways that you can still experience places when you're in your own home. So I think every destination, you know, can do something like that and try and stay top of mind. Because once this is all over, I really think that travel will roar back because people are really, I mean, I have not been this home this often, I don't think in years. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to, to watch it come back to life. And hopefully every country gets little bit of the the tourism coming back quickly for everybody. So as a travel writer forced um, pretty much inside for the last couple of months, what have you been thinking about in terms of travel? Uh, Well, my, I'm pretty goal oriented. So one of my 2020 goals was to go to 20 new countries. So that is clearly not going to be happening. Um, I did hit three. So first I'm really grateful for the trips I was able to take in the beginning of the year. I went to Franklin, Tennessee, as previously mentioned, uh, Belgium, Luxembourg, and France. I actually left France on March 1st, which is the day that the Louvre closed. So I'm very happy that I was able to squeeze some travel in um, before shit really hit the fan, pardon my language. Just kind of happy that I also do write about other stuff as well. I've always written about food and kind of the intersection with travel. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at personally. So are you able to get out and about to restaurants where you are? No, um, they're only, they're, they've been closed since mid-March for dine-in, which, you know, is what should be done. But mostly I've been stress cooking my way through this pandemic, which has been really helpful for my food writing because it's, you know, I've never been this creative or consistent in the kitchen. So, um, you know, what to do with this leftover tomato paste, like what to, how to cook with Greek yogurt, you know, just kind of straight food writing. Um, So that has been my focus of my pivoting. And Katie, Phil wanted me to point out she submitted two articles to Fedora's that haven't been published. This is at the time of recording and just one article for Lonely Planet. Links to Katie in show notes. Yeah, good on you. No, so that's a pity, isn't it? A lot of people are suffering that sort of stuff. Look, Jacqueline is a travel writer in Boston and has written for a stack of publications and like Katie, has been affected by the coronavirus. Yes, I mean, the travel industry is definitely not doing well right now. And for us on the travel writing side, I think we're struggling just as much as all of the hotels and restaurants are. Um, I think the mindset has really shifted for our readers. So us on the writer's side have had to adapt as well. For me, I've really been focusing on, um, you know, number one, how can you help and be productive, you know, from you know, the actual medical side of things. And then also at home, since we're all working from home, what can you do to stay entertained, to stay productive and just to stay positive rather than writing about the trips that I'm going on because I'm not going anywhere. Well, I have looked at your blog and you're right. You've done 
a story on, you know, working from home. There's also a story there on um, Sonda, which is something I'm not familiar with in Australia, but you've also uh, written an article on weddings during COVID. Yes. So there seems to be, you know, plenty of ideas there uh, that aren't necessarily uh, about some um, other countries. Yes. So um, the big one has actually been the wedding planning because I actually, I got married last fall um, and we had a destination wedding in Rome of all places. So, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions from people who are in the middle of planning either destination weddings or weddings, you know, at home. And, um, you know, it's been a big struggle for people because obviously anyone with weddings this spring and summer have had to, you know, cancel or postpone. And then people who have dates later in the year are struggling with, you know, should they postpone? Should they wait a little bit to see if things will be safe? Um, But it's been really interesting looking at the wedding planning industry, you know, from this new lens where things are so uncertain, but there's a lot that people can do to really get ahead of it, no matter what happens. So um, that's been something really interesting for myself and for my readers. Yeah, well, destination weddings seem pretty popular. I spoke to a guy who'd been in lockdown in Kyrgyzstan and he had to cancel his wedding in Istanbul. So I like the idea of these destination weddings that bring everyone together. Yes. And having a wedding in your hometown and then going on the, the honeymoon. Yes, exactly. I know. I think that's why they become so popular because, you know, more and more people are traveling, you know, more than ever. And I think having a destination wedding, you know, it brings people together in a new place that maybe a lot of people haven't been to before. Or if you have family and friends all over the world, it's a great chance to, you know, pick a spot that's maybe a little more more convenient for everyone, or just it's a fun place that a lot of people want to visit. When we come out of this and we will, what, what sort of thinking have you been doing post COVID? I mean, for me, you know, I'm just dying to get back out there. I think, you know, anyone who's an avid traveler, I think we're all just, you know, raring to go. Um, But I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the industry does come out of this. I know it, you know, it will, and it might take a little bit longer than we're all hoping. But um, I think a few of the big trends will be wellness travel and things that are outside. I think, you know, with the, I know a lot of countries will be easing off of the social distancing in stages. So, you know, maybe, you know, once, travel is open back up, I think there will still be some precautions that people will be advised to take. So that might mean, you know, fewer group trips and tours and things like that, um, where there's a lot of people in one place. So I'm really thinking that wellness and kind of adventure travel will be really, um, you know, be a good opportunity for that, where you're more spread out, you're outside, um, that type of thing. And domestic travel too. And I guess that's where we're lucking in Australia and in the United States. We can have a tropical um, holiday if we want to. We can climb a mountain. We can go into the desert. There's sort of every type of, every variety of holiday in our own country. I know. And in um, the Boston and New England area in, in particular, I know a lot of people are booking trips for this, for, you know, even early as, you know, June, July and August. Um, for places like Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, which are, you know, our islands off of the coast here, rather than going somewhere abroad. So um, I think, you know, the local economies will have a little bit of a boom um, in that sense. Sounds like you're remaining super positive and you're still 
producing content and that's all you can ask for. Exactly, exactly. Just one day, one day at a time. And just like Katie is sharing a different take on her food writing, as you heard, Jacqueline is also writing content that's not just about travel. And that, Phil, was one of the pieces of advice Will Hatton, otherwise yeah. known as the Broke Backpacker, told us in the last episode. Yeah. Get onto Google Trends and see what content people are looking for. Gardening, this, there you go. Home and garden, yes. That's it. And I think, but it's not Martha Stewart, home and garden. You can make it whatever you like. Absolutely. I think he makes a lot of sense. He sure He's does. got more money than me, so I'm listening to him. <laughs> what would we know? Links to Jacqueline and show notes. To get in touch with us and share your story, which may include how you have turned your income around, email us at podcast.worldnomads.com. Plenty of stories still to share with you, including Hannah, who was just about to relaunch her travel company with her husband and co COVID-19 hit and turned everything upside down. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.